0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Yet another video podcast. I don't know what to call it anymore. You'll find it on all the channels once we're done. And it's live right now. So I have a wonderful guest with me today. Um, And again, I think I've gotten into the habit of not introducing guests myself because it's just easier and more comprehensive when they do that. So I'm going to ask our guests to introduce themselves.
1: Hey, hi. Thank you very much for hosting me, first of all Ali, and uh, I'm Naila Al Musawi, and um, uh, I'm a founder of an organization called ML Counseling for a Better Tomorrow, and my team member here is one of our stakeholders for projects.
2: Hello everybody, nice to be here.
1: So um, ML Counseling for a Better Tomorrow is a mental health platform service, uh, we would call ourselves a a, a sort of acting nonprofit foundation that helps and supports the community here in the UAE Uh, and um, through their mental crisis support and mental health, whatever you call it, just supporting basically individuals. and making the community stronger and more agile and more resilient. Um, and it's one of a kind, we're the only one, uh, we're the only one uh, non-profit private um, platform here in the
0: UAE. Fantastic. Born
1: in 2020 during the um, during the uh, pandemic. Uh, and it serves all my residents here in the UAE, whether they be nationals or non-nationals.
0: Very lovely.
2: Yeah, and um, I've only just recently joined Mm AML. And uh, my primary role right now is uh, just to see what's going on, understanding the trends in mental health, and seeing where, as as an organization, we can step in to provide the right kind of help, intervention, Mm -hmm. intervention management, whether it be in accessibility or transparency, um, and Mm -hmm. to really push forward this narrative of destigmatizing mental health, um, health care as well,
0: so. It's wonderful. Um, ladies, tell me a little bit more about the mental health situation or current status in the country.
1: I, um, on a positive note, I do see Uh, an emerging and more attention towards mental health for the past two three years and growing We have lots of um, clinical centers um, uh, awareness uh, amongst the community schools and uh, Promoting mental health as well as emphasizing the uh, critical aspects of not taking care of your mental health. Um, on, and basically, um, I would say the downside of mental health here in the UAE would be uh, it not being as accessible or as affordable that it, like it sh- should be uh, in other parts of the world. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, I would, uh, in my opinion, mental health is the the primary call, and uh, before somebody gets into some physiological issue, it's it's definitely driven from from the mental health, mm-hmm. primarily. So um, it is emerging in the UAE to answer your question, Ali. But we have we have yet to go a long way because um, it's all mm-hmm. about educating people. It's the stigma, as mm-hmm. Nores was saying. It's the, uh, um, it's um, as well um, accepting the culture and understanding that this is okay, and you can come out and you know, reach out for support. And people are there, such as our platforms. Mm-hmm. Sahar has also their own platforms that is coming up, uh, which is really strong, uh, and, um, and 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 understands the the. The, the country at, at, a, at, a, at a health level, at the DHA or Ministry of Health level, understand this is um, an area that really needs to be boosted.
2: Mm-hmm. I think there's also a little bit of a misconception in whether people need or want mental health. I think people um, can be like, oh, do I really need it? And I think we need to also bring this conversation towards the fact that the upkeep of mental health should not be it should never be a task or a chore just to make sure just how just like how we brush our teeth it's good it's good it's healthy so i think Mm. and you know having regular checkups with a dentist i think people need to look at their mental health at this at the same level and be like having regular checks and just knowing that everything is fine and having just those conversations with someone who's professionally informed about how to also help you you know it doesn't you know I think if we push for that narrative and that dialogue, people will start also being a bit more accepting towards mental health issues, and also we will catch them before they become pathological and clinical. Yes. You know, if we see, you know, Dubai being very heavy on business models and like finance, and you know, everyone's got a very busy life. So if we can catch the stress early on and we'll already correct those narratives yeah. or behaviors that feed into maladaptive patterns, and we can catch them earlier then we're already catching at an early phase Mm -hmm. rather than when it becomes too devastating um or it it becomes you know too difficult to help and get through it
0: um thank you ladies i mean this echoes where we kind of also started we started a little over three years ago uh for those of you don't know the story i won't get too much into it but essentially you know we had friends who were were you know something was going on and we weren't able to find them the help. And I just found it shocking that there wasn't help around. I assumed the problem wasn't big. And then I realized the problem is huge. And then all of a sudden, the dots started to connect. And I was like, OK, we got we got to do something. But just anything at this point is better than the nothing that's out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the, the silver lining to the very, very dark cloud of COVID was it really brought the importance of mental health and wellness to the forefront. I, we got more calls for corporate workshops and trainings in, you know, at the start of COVID than at any other time. And, and the other thing that I think, what Nohez, you, you touched upon, and it's very important that people don't understand that mental health, is, it's not binary. It's not you're good and you're crazy. You know? And it operates not just as a spectrum, but more of a continuum. And we put together a very nice little article and illustration on our website and I remember the day we translated to Arabic, I started getting calls out of Saudi Arabia, out of Bahrain. Hey, can we use this? Can-? I'm like, it literally says free to use, just use it. If you want me to print it, I'll even print and send you one, but take it, use it, print it, whatever you like. Uh, how, I still wanna dig in a little bit, you know, and I'm and I'm thinking, you know, in the last three years, which is just a little bit before COVID, and then we had the COVID, and we're kinda now on the other side of this. Do you feel that there is a change in the understanding or the negative stigma surrounding mental health with the, the people in general? I know uh, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, how the DHA and Sahai and all the governmental bodies and entities are jumping on it. We had a suicide decriminalized, I think was it the year before last in Dubai. So it's, I mean, I'm seeing wonderful progress, but has that mentality and has that stigma has it at least has it start to change or are we still kind of you know punching a wall
1: oh yes it ha- i think it has um it definitely has 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 is starting to change and it's accelerating uh but i would um i would say more on the on the level of the um the uh, y gens and the z gens uh um and the the millennials uh i think the baby uh, boomer's age you know uh uh, that, um, again, the culture, how you were brought up, privacy of uh, you know, what's happening to yourself, being branded as somebody who is you know, under prescriptive medication, who has a mental state, uh, or just trying to solve their own issue day or day. They don't understand that this, this um, situation needs external support whether it's prescriptive or non-prescriptive, that is something that you have to determine next. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Is it, is it a condition or is it not a condition? So it's not a condition. It's, it's you are the problem. You have to solve your own problem. Uh, it's just in your head. So this is this is how we were all brought up. Uh, the fact that uh, this was not, not even a topic of discussion, aslan, you know, in families, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, uh, and 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 now th- that was one extreme. And now we are in a completely different extreme as well. Now maybe there is too much discussion of mental health, and now people are like, um, for every single little case, it may be unnecessarily accelerated sometimes. But then at least you have something better be safe than sorry. Yeah. And therefore I hope that the, um, the, uh, the, the level of awareness that is built, being built now and the, uh, the, the, la- the availability of support mm-hmm. and accessibility of support uh, reduces the physiological uh, numbers of um, critical illnesses, you know what I mean? So uh, it would be nice to see results uh, you know, five, three to five years from now, the statistics of, you know, uh, physio- physiological critical illnesses uh, and so on. Um, yeah.
0: You, you talked about the difficulties of having those discussions. And, you know, we are now, with our mental health project, we are now 90-plus meetups and events. I've at this point talked to several hundred, if not thousands of people. Well, let's just say several hundred. A very common theme, a very common theme, almost all the discussions. I'll, I'll pick one example. This young lady after one of our, one of our group sessions, you know, we were walking to the parking lot. We had met in person at a coffee shop. And she's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything. We literally sat for coffee. You even paid for your own coffee. Yeah. And she goes, no, you don't understand. Uh, I can't go anywhere and talk like this. Everywhere I go, I have to be very careful what I say. Because it reflects back on the family and the family name and I'm like I'm like uh, okay forget the outside but at least are you able to have these conversations at home she goes I it took me a couple of months of you know to build up the courage I spoke to my mother and she's like shh, if somebody hears nobody will want to marry you you know I mean this is heartbreaking stuff I remember another incident this young lady not well mid20s right she's an adult graduated college working employed. And she's like, I have to lie at home and say I'm going to the gym for a personal trainer, and I'm actually going to see my therapist. And I was like, how are we, is it even possible to get over stigma like this? You know, we talk about um, the different generations. You know, the, these, these young kids who are just getting, you know, out of high school, into college. Now, I see them. I teach at a university, so I always see fresh college kids. Every year, fresh ones come in. and I can see that change in mindset. I'm seeing with global exposure, they're comfortable talking to each other. They're still not comfortable talking to parents. What's What's been your experience with this? Do you think that's starting to change or is it still gonna take a little bit more push?
1: It, it needs push. It definitely needs still push. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So we have di- pockets of different societies here in the UAE. Mm-hmm. And when these different societies come, from um, a, a a different socio-economic background, and uh, b- b- different schoolings, and within an Asian culture, there are several, you know, diverse cultures within. Yeah, I would, you know, it's it's. Um, a, a, I wouldn't say that it's the same as a, a Filipino family is the same as a Pakistani family, being still Asians or in an Arab family. Yeah, yeah? and. Um, where some uh, communities have uh, more awareness and more openness, the parents may be more educated and more uh, uh, more Deceptive. red and literal uh, and liberal, then yes. But then there are lots of pockets, again, of different people, different um, backgrounds um, that uh, still have a long way to go. And... Um, Manage to kind of you know uh, you know kind of pass uh, the radar and then and then kind of move on and, and and that has been the case with all of us yeah. you know I mean this has never been a topic I, I was at an event the other day and um, and um, I was speaking at the Emirati uh, Women's Day and um, um, when I got off um, you know I got off the stage I got so much traction that and, and some people actually came to yeah. us and said we know you guys, we follow you and, you know, we have been uh, engaged with you on different forums and, you know, some of us are your clients Very nice. and we're like, Oh my goodness. You know, it, it was really refreshing to see, uh, to see that. And, 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 and people being surprised oh, that is, is this available? How can, how can we connect with you? And as well, everybody is, you know, a few of, A few of them actually connected with us immediately immediately about certain concerns that they're having about someone or the other. And uh, we've been getting a good traction from them. And this is the whole objective here, Ali, is for us to be here today, this evening, is Mm -hmm. to kind of reach out to the community and tell them that uh, help is here, support is here, we're affordable, we're very accessible, and um and it's for us it's all about the impact that we want to make in the community Mm
2: -hmm. i think one thing that may explain the stigma is that people think that when something is wrong you will have to go to a psychiatrist and Mm -hmm. you will be given medication Mm -hmm. and i think the newer generations have started understanding that that is an option. Getting medication is an option, and you can pick it, pick that option if you want to get medication, and based on also medical advice, and you know you can still opt out, and you have a whole, you have mental health advisors, psychotherapists, clinical psychologists, counselors. There's so many different names of um, the practice of clinical psychology, and mm. these are people who are specialized in helping you adapt to your situation better, and also to find to help you find solutions within your day-to-day practices until so we don't just talk about, you know, it's not about the medication. It's not that something is like devastatingly wrong. And even if it is, if something is wrong, that there's help available. And so that conversation doesn't keep going from, you know, like, and kids find that comfort, comforts with their parents. I do feel like they will be still that wall because I know that even for adults, they, don't realize that they can actually speak to people because I've seen that amongst you know my age mates and like also teenagers that we are very open with the dialogue but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that dialogue or openness is there within adults yet either and I feel like that has yet to come that conversation and I feel like you know we having wellness um, programs and um, sort of trainings within corporate sectors can kind of like break that barrier Mm -hmm. just a little bit to start the conversation at least amongst colleagues already
0: so you know, I hear you on that and, and just to reflect back on it, um, we actually had to put up a page that would explain the difference between a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a coach, you know just just one on that and now we have like a huge list of other things that are a little bit more obvious to differentiate. Um, and but the lack of dialogue and the lack of education is, is immense and I think it's the the unknown that's creating a lot of the stigma and a lot of the issues. Also, you know, again, reflecting back and talking about the generational understanding of this particular topic. Mm -hmm. You know, my father was of a generation where, you know, you're the tough guy. You got to tough it out. You're a man. Be a man. And this is the same time where you had the Marlboro guy riding, you know, on the horse and it's cool to smoke. It was only when I got to school and I went home like, I'm like, Dad, you know, the cigarettes are bad for you. He's Like, well, they're not. Like, Yes, they are. And even then this guy who smoked his whole life it took him a while to let it connect in his head and i remember so many of his friends they still smoke to this day it just doesn't so that change of mindset can most definitely be difficult but i'm glad that the youth now and as you guys said very rightfully they're pushing that dialogue they're pushing that conversation they're pushing that that zone of uncomfort which is great um, I'm actually. I'm going to circle back to this. I'm going to put a pin in it for a second. But first, I want you to tell me, guys. I want you guys to tell me what motivated you to start Amal Council.
1: Oh. So basically, um, in 2013, I did my master's degree in psychology, and the whole idea and plan, and you know, I've set my life in in certain milestones. Is upon my retirement, I will work on a project with. Uh, the federal body, which is the Dubai Courts, in uh, setting up uh, an infrastructure or a system where um, we uh, work towards reducing uh, divorce rates and promote family counseling and uh, you know um, and strengthening, and 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 making families more resilient and understanding each other and and through assessments through uh, pre marriage counseling, post marriage counseling, and so on. You know, just kind of create a system where uh, we reduce the number of divorce cases and therefore impacting the families and the children negatively. And. Uh, 2020, uh, there was a the desperate need. Uh, a few uh, members, uh, of uh, very senior members of the community got together, uh, some of them from the PMO as well, and uh, we were all invited to a forum saying that, you know, this is the times of crisis in the country, you uh, and some of you have specific backgrounds that can, can bring change, can promote, um, you know, uh, wellness or care or support, um, at a country level um, so this is the time to give back now so therefore that was um, you know th- that's where the idea sparked and um, and it just happened you know overnight and uh, I would say you know Ali I was telling I was telling the girls setting up Amel counseling was probably one of the most easiest thing I have ever done in my life the easiest I've got, you know, the, 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 the permit just popped out. The councillors just, you know, just dropped down from the sky. Uh, I, I think of something and then, you know, we have people like Nuhes joining and, and you, know, uh, you know, leading different directions to kind of, you know, uh, spread the roots into the community with different ideas and, and trying to make things happen. And it's a self-sustainable platform. Uh, obviously through all uh, the the, the hours of um, pro bono hours that we receive from people like Noges. All my counselors have got 17 counselors on board with different expertise and background. These are the people who make ML counseling for a better tomorrow happen.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, my mom told me when I was a kid, if something needs to be done and you don't see anybody doing it, then you do it. And that's, that's what I told Latifa who was sitting here when we started the project. I'm like, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> She's like, but well, we don't know anything. I'm like, nobody knows anything until they learn. So I guess we learn and then we do. Um, circling back, uh, tell me, how does it work? I mean, there's so many different websites and platforms and gimmicky things. And you click this and a yoga pops up and some meditation music plays. How, how, does, how does Amal Council function?
1: You know, I I I do not want to complicate anything. The easiest nobody wants to know about. We have an app. You can. This is the website. This is the Instagram. This is what you need to do. This is what you you know how it's how easy we are. I'm not going to go through all that. There is a mental crisis hot number. Everybody wants to talk on WhatsApp and talk to somebody who is not automated.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Who is not automated and doesn't do auto replies on WhatsApp? (laughs) (laughs) And the telephone number, nohes, go ahead.
2: We have the telephone number here. It's zero five zero nine six four five two one four. And the good thing about having such a hotline is just accessibility, quick accessibility. You dial it and you call it in. A lot of times with these automated systems, you have to wait. And we have someone who knows how to handle an immediate crisis, they'll talk you through, they'll calm you down, and then they will carry you through the process of making sure that you get the counselor that is most suitable to your needs. And we, the, the one thing I like about Elmo's process is that we are fixated, and we, we prioritize the client's or you know, the client or the caller's mental health and how they feel throughout the process. We have, um, we have, a. Uh, particular member in our organization that manages all the questions um the process make sure that they're okay that if there are any questions regarding payment or this or that that we are there for them because i feel like once you tell them like hey we're here they immediately relax and you can feel it you can feel it in their breath the second they've offloaded and they're Feeling, like, and okay, and this is not hard. a this
1: is not a call center it's, as as no. Noche said it's not a call center that gives you details about the counselor who's the counselor no. how much what time it is your mental first aider
0: fantastic this I was literally gonna ask that I'm like please don't tell me this is a call center no,
1: no, no. okay this be, is I'm not a, a call set. center that does this this is a, a mental crisis hotline who would like to receive calls of people who are suffering from something or, or the other.
2: And it could be anything. It, it could, could be, be anything.
1: A... If somebody, somebody. you know, again, this is not a call center. We do not take inappropriate phone calls. Uh, but when some individual is in a dark place, who's confused, who has been through some sort of a tragedy, who wants to ask questions for somebody else in the family, mm-hmm. you know, some pe- we have a lot of people come... Uh, and say, you know, my sister, this is what happened, or my friend. But in fact, it's them themselves yeah. who's going through that, yeah. and then we, we know when that these are the cases that are coming in, and um, and then the the whole idea is when we receive that call, we make sure that this individual um, is at peace a little bit and is calm mm-hmm. before the end of the call, and then they do a follow up call or a WhatsApp call. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, we had a call. Are you alright? So that that makes them feel like oh, somebody cares. Wonderful.
2: I think we've humanized the experience. Absolutely. Without like, you know, even if you go to a clinic, a lot of the times you have to fill out forms. It's one form after the other. Insurance, calling this that, and the one thing Amal has done is we've humanized the experience from the get go. So you're talking to someone who is there for your needs, and they're also specialized to make sure, like they. As a mental health first aider, you know exactly what to look out for and where to get, get, Like how to gauge with the conversation and make sure that whilst you're having this conversation, that your client is okay and they're like and they can talk. And then you you know if they start hyperventilating, walking them through that. So I think that's the one thing I really like about the hotline is the immediate availability of someone who's willing to listen to, who's there to listen to you.
1: And that's twenty four seven, Alia. MashaAllah. It's twenty four seven, right which is not the case with a lot of hotlines uh, at the moment. Yeah. But it's it, they're getting there. We're all partners in this ecosystem to support the country. Um, I just wanted to go back and and, and say something, Ali. Uh, when you talk, we touched based on the different types of mental health providers. Mm-hmm. Things today, I think have been overly complicated so if you want you want to see somebody uh, there's like a hundred different types of titles you don't know who to see you want to yeah. see a therapist you want to see a counselor you want to see a clinical psychologist you want to see a hypnotherapist you see um, and and I think we, you know, to an extent we're lucky because these are different techniques yeah. but I need everybody to understand something because we are on air we're here and Number one, if you're going through any trouble, if you're having trouble at school with a friend or an issue that happened 20 years ago with your parents or a stranger, you're having problems with your marriage, anything at all that is, not, is making you unhappy, anything, let's keep it simple. If you are unhappy, then the first protocol is to find somebody you can speak to within your family circle maybe your cousin, maybe your uncle, maybe you know, some people parents, but some people know they don't prefer parents. If you're unable to kind of have that vent out communication mm-hmm. uh, then you, you, you the second the second is to find uh, a mental crisis number or hotline number or you know um, uh, a professional which is not a psychiatrist mm-hmm. is a a, a psychologist or a counselor somebody you can speak to so this is these are the two things a psychiatrist gives you medication and a counselor or a clinical psychologist a therapist they speak to you they give you that uh, you get to kind of discuss explore what is causing these problems and you solve the issue together as a team yeah you do you don't want to go to a psychiatrist immediately you do not want to do this you do not want to get onto those medications but yet medications are the utmost important for many cases but only your clinical counselor or therapist will advise you yes in parallel i'll send you to a psychiatrist we're going to work together and you're going to be well
0: Uh, 100 percent agree with you this is very reflective of all the conversations i've had with a great number of people. And and the first thing, that sigh of relief that they have is like, wow, you know, when they come and sit down in the group and when they leave they're like, it was just no, so nice to have someone who could listen. And, and even now I find it a little weird to me. they am like, but don't people listen to you? Like, like, what sort of conversations do you have? And then, you know, of course the realize, realization kicks in that everyone is very uh, defensive and careful of what they say in front of who they say and whatever. But, you know, when we sit in our little circles and I tell them, like, guys, you want to share? Share. You don't want to share anything? Don't. You want to sit quietly and just listen because you just want to feel like there's other people out there like you? Guess what? There are. It's a safe space. So I think that first and very most important thing that you said, having that safe space somewhere where you can call, I think is very important. And humanizing the experience is, is so critical. I do a lot of startup advisory I'm, I'm very plugged into the start startup space and even when early days of mental health uh, we pitched at a whole bunch of different places and we would always get the question how are you going to scale up how are you going to this and i'm like guys you do understand the objective of this is not to make a billion dollars mm-hmm. otherwise i'd be what's what's the mind value guys selling courses no no we're not them the objective of this is i want people to be able to come and just have a conversation i'm not an expert you know, I've done the mental first, health, uh, first aid training, right? But again, not an expert. And I keep telling them, <clears throat> I can't help you, but I can direct you to somebody who can help you. That's all I can do. But the fact that even that is available to them is a big deal. It is. It's it a is. big deal. And, you is. know, Like you said, you know, there's a hotline that's being answered by a person. It's available 24-7. And a lot of times when you talk to people, and I'm sure you guys can reflect way more on this than I can, is they're in a very heightened state of agitation. And that instant that conversation happens, it goes down. Yeah. And then they're able to really express what the issues are or the troubles they're facing. You know, and just kind of getting them off that panicky edge mm-hmm. is, is, is a huge thing. Um, I don't want to talk too much. I want you guys to tell me more about your counselors. Tell me, tell me about the team.
1: OK. So um, Ali, before I start, let me say this. Once a client calls us, the problem is solved, 50% of the problem is solved. Mm -hmm. They make contact, they feel better, 50%. To sustain and grow that 50% to 100, that's when you need to kind of get into counseling and be more consistent about your mental health and find a partner that you connect with, yeah? Mm -hmm. Um, so about our counselors, we have 16, uh, 17 odd counselors, Yeah, yeah? Uh, we are very diverse, so I'm really happy about that.
2: That's, I think that stands out the most, yes. the diversity is so yeah. great and we have people from all over the world with different educational backgrounds and specifications, and certifications, so that really... Well,
1: so um, we have um, South Indian counselors, we have uh, Pakistani counselors, we have British counselors, uh, uh, we have uh, you know, Arabic-speaking counselors from different parts of uh, the GCC. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to languages, that's really important as well. Yeah. Okay, so if you um, have a situation, it's a, a marital situation, you would rather go, uh, you know, sit with a counselor that you both, you know, could speak in your, in mm-hmm. your mother tongue language because, you know, the, the discussions would be easier. The examples would be easier. The, understanding the culture and the background is so easy. So remember, Nohez, we do the the matching after after we do the pre counseling session. Which we will discuss the, 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 the you know the, the, the process that how we take a client on board. Uh, when we match, we have to consider this. So, what what is uh, we'll ask you a question, Ali. If you go to a, a clinic and you're looking for um, uh, a psychologist or a clinical uh, psychologist uh, therapist. Um, how, what's your experience like? I mean, um, how do you find it?
0: I have major complaints about this and I've, I've, I've <laughs> voiced my like complaints <laughs> about this I think as, as often as I can, even when I'm not supposed to. So what really, really, really crawls under my skin is how commercialized everything is. Everything is so commercialized, everything. I mean, from whatever place you walk into, everybody's got a solution and magically it's their solution that's going to be the solution that's going to fix whatever issue you have oh your stomach's hurting well, change your kidney no problem here's some just give us some money oh you need this <laughs> i got a pill for this oh you know what go to our friendly neighborhood pharmacy that i probably get a commission from so this just 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 really upsets me and and i had um, a couple of years ago i had a problem with a disc in my neck and i saw this wonderful doctor german fellow and and he's like okay here's medication i want you to go to physio and i'm like dude i'm in a lot of pain and he's like okay listen very carefully don't go to a different doctor what they will all tell you to take the disc out and do this and do that i'm telling you now we're going to start from least invasive and try every single other thing until we get to the most invasive so be ready to suffer for two three months at least like (laughs) what he could easily said, you know, I'm one of the best guys, neurospinal guys in the best hospital in the country. You need to go get surgery tomorrow. I would have said yes. I was not that much pain. I just listened to him like, you know what? This needs to apply to everything. Yeah. Yes. This needs to apply to our, our mental health and Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start from least invasive, which, you know, you guys talked about. Let's start talking to a counselor and therapist. And then see, not everything needs necessarily needs medication. And even if it does... Let's not jump directly to it. Let's try a lot of other Absolutely. things. And you know, you guys are the experts in this, and it's not just medication alone that's gonna magically work. You you gotta put in a in lot fact, of In fact, the
1: psychiatrist loops the the the, the 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 psychologist back into the system because yes. the, the, the meds are very temp. Yes. Um so going back to the question I asked you, if you go to a to a doctor looking for you know a, a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. so they would probably come back and say okay we've got doctor a b or c pick your choice yes. and then you obviously you'll be like okay uh, where's he from where is she mm-hmm. from uh, okay who's available and that's it basically mm-hmm. these are the the questions that how you would make an appointment and if that doctor is good for you or not good for you well that is your luck and yeah. your try yeah and you know and this is quite personal when you're connecting with a doctor that, uh, you know, you're going to express some personal issues with, yeah? In animal Counseling for a bear Tomorrow, is different. When you call in for the first aider, they try to help you manage your pain or your issue, give you a few tip, mm-hmm. tips at that instant time. And this is a free call, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, then they will follow up with you to see how you're doing and get uh, you to have an appointment on Zoom uh, to just have a pre-counseling session to understand who is Ali, where does Ali come from? uh, Your family dynamics, how did you grow up? um, What has been past issues? You probably Mm -hmm. are coming with the issue that you're having a problem, uh, you know, uh, you're depressed, you're just depressed because of work. And uh, with your boss, but you're probably suffering from some sort of a trauma down yep. the line, uh, and there's an abuse case some down the line or something or the other, and that's how um, the, the 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 pre-counseling session that is conducted with a counselor, mm-hmm. with the questions and the conversations that triggers other things that comes out, and then we can have to determine if this is a this is a um, you know a severe moderate or not case yeah and then accordingly we match it to the counselors who have managed post-trauma syndromes who have managed marital problems who have managed dep- severe depression who have managed suicide ideations mm-hmm. suicide ideations and attempted suicide are completely two different things mm-hmm. so therefore and this is this is this is how how it's managed to answer your question.
0: And I think that is how it's supposed to be done. And, you know, um, the advice that I would have to give people, and, and one of the things I used to I'm like, look, you're not going to a dentist to pull out a tooth because at some point pulling a tooth is pulling a tooth, right? Unless there's some complication with it. But you're not going to, first of all, be able to match yourself because you don't know all those expertise. That's why, you know, I need you to start with a therapist or a counselor and then see and then even if you find the right one maybe that it doesn't connect with you and generally the non connection happens because they don't understand the cultural context of the issues that you're facing so even you know language culture understanding that you know how how as 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 uh, my daughter says baba you're being a brown parent i'm like but i'm brown <laughs> <laughs> Tough it, out. <laughs> Tough it out, you know. But these are important references to understand. And, you know, one of the examples I give is, you know, you, you can't get onto an app and connect to somebody sitting in Canada and say, I'm really worried because there's COVID everywhere, I'm worried about my job. This guy would be like, oh, don't worry about your job, just collect unemployment. They're like, no, I'm an expat in the UAE. I got to leave the country and go back to my home country if I don't have a job and a visa. They're not even going to understand the problem. So having that context is very important. having yeah. culture and language I think is also very critically important and and it, this is the right way to do it to be honest with you. And if you look at all the platforms and all the apps, for the most part they've commercialized the activity similar to how all the hospitals you know in the country, which insurance do you have you know determines what level of hospital you go to and does the hospital have an escalator and a concierge service and is this a hotel or is this a, what's no, but going it's on
2: also the insurance determines how you're going to get to your counselor because yes. most of the insurances say psychiatrist first based on the referral of the psychiatrist you get a psychologist
1: so you oh, is that the, the, is that the how the steps of the system you go to a psychiatrist first yes
0: that's if so that's, the that's default. if your insurance even covers, covers. It. nine more than ninety percent thank, it. It. thank you
1: for bringing that up statistics says that well, let me put this. Let me put it differently. ML Counseling for a Better Tomorrow and other institutions who are out there operate, such as us, target eighty percent of the population to eight, to almost ninety. Yeah, the other ten to fifteen percent are people who can afford, mm-hmm. whose insurance covers psychiatry or um, uh, you know psychology and mental health, and people who have awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the other 80 to 90 percent, they are completely untapped and are going through different. And again, you know, there's also a population here that we need to appreciate who are the, uh, the, the blue-collar population. Yes. Yeah? Yep. And that, uh, that, you know, the country uh, is basically um, built. having built with this mm-hmm. really strong tier of skilled people. And and that's one of our missions is to go to campsites and have. In fact, we did we did two three sessions at the at the campsite as well at mm-hmm. Alkuz. So again, we'd like to do more um, and with partners such as yourselves, you know, on the mission of making mental health available, accessible, affordable, and you know, communicating to people that they're not alone. Is 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 makes this happen?
0: I remember a while back, I think I was at a, a, a fireside chat or a panel discussion, and somebody had asked from the audience that, "Well, why isn't somebody looking after all of these eighty percent?" You know, and I said, "It's very simple. It's money." I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, eighty-two percent of Africa is unbanked because they are quote-unquote unbankable. I'm like, what that means is that the bank will not give these people a bank account because they don't have enough money to put in for it to be worth the bank to even bother creating an account. They're not unbanked because they don't want to be, they're unbanked because they don't generate enough money. So similarly, that 80% that you're talking to, why these systems don't address them is because there's really no money in it for them, which which is, which is honestly terrible, and, and to me, mental wellness and being in a state of peace not even happy you know there's happy there's being at peace and then there's being sad to me being at peace is a human right like clean drinking water is yes you know um talk to me i think we kind of tangented into this talk to me about mental health factors critical mental health factors
2: where does one start i i think preventative measures need to be really taken into consideration and looking to social policies mm. and really doing and you know not just focusing on oh we're going to throw an intervention here we're going to do a little talk here and there it's more about how can we correct the system from within so though we don't perpetuate all these issues that come on later stress is the key factor that drives a lot of pathologies research has shown it, people have personally experienced it. it's always that one event or series of events that start making you realize, oh, something is actually wrong, or I'm not feeling okay, or I'm Mm -hmm. not doing well. So how about, rather than having all these elaborate systems, we also correct the system that is already existing. There's so much money, there's so much funding that goes into uh, drug development, that goes into new research for therapy, about translational therapy, or translational research. How about we drive all those ideas and funding back to the existing system, to, to provide the preventative, I don't know, barriers of, you know, if something happens, let's fix it. Rather than when something has already happened, when people have reached the mode of crisis and then we're approaching it. I'm a, I'm a stronger advocate of that, so.
0: I've, I've learned something interesting over the years. Uh, I, the strategy of being nice it just doesn't give the results that I'm interested in. So I've, I've become uh, obnoxiously annoying. So, you know, I'm at the American
1: University of Sharjah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can see
0: that. It works. It works. Yeah. I'm tra- I'm, in a good ma- way. In a when good you, when way. You, when, you, when you were little, you know, you nag your parents about something. More often than not, they'd give in just to get yeah. you to stop nagging. It, it's, I think it's still, I'm using it. So I, I teach at the American University of Sharjah. We are four and a half-ish thousand students, maybe like a little under a thousand faculty and staff. We only used to have like two counselors, and I think now we have three or four. But that's not even my problem that is a problem but that's not even my main problem my main problem is I walk into the classroom like guys how many of you know we have counselors on campus one maybe one out of 25 or 30 students will raise their hand and they're like everyone's looking at that one kid you know we have counselors and then the one kids looking at everybody and you don't know we have a counselor and you have a problem you know guess what guys we have a counselor and guess what let me put up a slide of where they are <laughs> here's the poster and here's their phone numbers and their contact details take a picture so you know you want to do a terrible job at marketing so, do
1: some people even know what the counselor does so what does a counselor yes, do
0: I will I will do the awareness I will do I will shamelessly do your marketing I will embarrass <laughs> you I I think I've embarrassed them to the point that they uh, they have actually announced um, um, group sessions every two weeks for students you know so
1: and is it is it uh, yes you have good good football
0: yeah traction builds after awareness you know so this is part of even why our website exists nothing on my website is rocket science research i didn't i didn't write most of it it was all volunteers who contributed content but the purpose is that okay now you have somewhere where you can sit and read oh this is what this is oh okay this is what this is after our home page our number one visited page is the directory and literally i had a couple of interns i said sit you guys have 2 weeks find everything related to mental health and wellness in the country and list it in this directory we will do the google for you and we do thousands of views it's ridiculous and i'm like that's not even a service if you think about it i just did the google for you that's not even an actual service that i'm providing but because people are interested to understand they're interested to know but even when they get to that point they can't find any resources so you know this is why it was very important for us and our core focus is on awareness because it after that point everything else starts to trickle and fall into place so through awareness if if you know we can push people into the right support that they need this is great we've done awareness events at universities we've done them at at corporate at universities administrations and other universities told us okay um, we're allowing this, but make sure you don't use the word suicide. I'm like, you do realize if I say it, nobody's going to do it. Do you know that, right?
2: And it's also if you say it, it's not like someone's not going to
0: do it. Yeah, like, I'm like, but this, this, <laughs> they're, so, like, they're so scared. The they're like, we, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, who are you going to get in trouble from? No, no, maybe some parents. Well, I'm like, these are college kids. They're all above 18. Uh, by the way, there's another reason we weren't able to even get... Like even one foot into a school, because the school administrator is like, "Oh no 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 no, we cannot do anything like this without parental consent," and it was literally a brick wall, and we just got bounced back. But during COVID, we saw that a lot of schools did start hiring in-house counselors or even started contracting for counselors to come in certain days of the week. Um, great, I, I'm wary of time, um, ladies. What's what's advice that you want to share with the people out there? I
1: would like, first of all, again, to repeat our hotline number. I hope it's
0: we will, I it will have written it, and all the me. I know, will have it and written and in plastered. I told you, I shamelessly do these things. I will okay. advertise it. I will push it.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll count on you to do that then. And um, my takeaway message is it's about, uh, I think it's, it's really important that we understand and the importance of how we can support each other as a community, as a society, uh, to make us more stronger and more and in, in, enable each other. And to do this, we need to uh, to kind of support each other in any way we can, whether it is. Um, through mental health or through any crisis, and understand that they are, uh, we are an emerging nation that has facilities to support each other. Um, you, you, maybe there is lack, like you know, obviously mm-hmm. that's that's what we're talking about. There is lack of uh, mental health support and um, and and be it being affordable, but then uh, if anybody is hesitant to reach out. For whatsoever reason block that voice in your head and reach out and call you are not asked to take any sessions you're not asked to pay any money just
0: call
2: yeah it's like just talk start talking to your friends parents Create that dialogue somewhere because it's necessary. Whether it be, you know, whether you're actually going through something or not, just talk. Talk about how important mental health is. Like, as you mentioned before, the peace of mind is everyone's right. You know, it's, I think the pursuit of happiness can be a very dangerous one, but the pursuit of just being content and just being at peace is your basic right. And whether that be with your, through your family, your friends, the institutes you, you work at. Academics, whatever it is, even if it's through mental health support find it because it's your right and that's what's going to push you forward and, mm-hmm. You know, I think that the more we think of mental health as a crutch, it's going to remain a crutch like that so, yeah.
0: I like what you mentioned pursuit of happiness and you know The more you talk to people who think they're actually in pursuit of happiness They're, they're actually in the pursuit of peace because they're not they're in an unhappy state and they're just they just want to get out of that unhappy state. You know, I have I have friends who check up on me every now and then and they message him hey and how's it going? And rather than the default answer that everybody says hey, it's all good, it's all good. I actually give an honest answer. I'm like, it's okay. Oh, it's okay? Is something wrong? I'm like, no, it's okay. And I'm like, sometimes it's okay to just be okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I'm it's like, okay to be okay. Yeah. And
0: then they're like, okay. <laughs> Uh, and it's also uh,
1: okay not to be okay. Yes,
0: and it, it's yeah. those answers create this awkwardness because they're never expecting those answers. You know, if I'm having a rough day, okay. So like Okay oh, is bad. Uh, yeah, okay yeah, is okay bad. Is it is should bad. Just, you should be flying. Yeah. You know? but <laughs> I'm like, okay is okay. And, then, and sometimes <laughs> I'll reply, I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a bad day. I'll use different language. I'm like, it's a bad day. They're like, oh, we got to fix it. I'm like, no, it is what it is. I will get through it. And hopefully tomorrow will be a new day, and we'll start afresh. And if it's still a bad day, I'll call you, and we're going to go eat some really good food. And, you know, <laughs>
1: that should fix it. That, that'll, at least,
0: that'll fix something.
1: That's his prescription. I think what people,
2: need, what people need to realize is that you will have good days, and you will have bad days. And they're just days, and there will be more days to come. Yep. So it's just, you know... Like you said, you can't always be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be some not so very nice days and you just have to get through them and that's where your friends and family can be yeah. super helpful. So, you know, the good
1: drive and the good chai or some good food. Absolutely, some good chai, yeah. Anyway, uh, just to kind of wrap this up, are we wrapping up now? We're wrapping up. I want to say as well that um, all of us have have and will experience experience trauma at every stage in our life and this trauma will impact you in a small way in a big way Uh, you know it may not impact you at the time it impacts you later trauma does a lot of bad Mm -hmm. it's it's dangerous because this and, and and this is how it impacts your cerebrum. So if you don't take care of these kind of traumas that happens to you, okay, um, and and you don't seek help, then um, that's really sad because people are here to support, and all you need to is just reach out.
0: agree with you. Fantastic. Thank you very much, ladies. This was a wonderful talk. I appreciate it. And, you know, um, I appreciate these ripples of wellness that you're creating, and hopefully the impact goes far beyond what we can oh, see. Oh, yes. We pray, I am, we pray I am, for that. I am, you know, so happy. I'm going to call my mom, and she might call you and cry and say, you ladies are doing a wonderful job. But this is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Thank you very much for taking Thank the time. Thank you,
1: Ali, for making this happen. because. Yeah. Uh, We wouldn't be here if you didn't contact us. We wouldn't be here if you didn't think that this was so important. So catalysts like yourself make big change and make things happen. And because of this platform, because of this outreach and this video and this recording, we are going to be reaching out to more people and making more people happier and bringing more peace and stability. Shukran, Ya Ali. Thank you very much. Shukran, Latifa. Shukran.